Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk shoes. Recorded live. I dare you say it, say it, say it, I'm holy. I'm holy right now. And see, this is why you can't help but to love Jesus, because you know without him, truly, you're nothing. But with him, look at everything you are with him. Thank you, Lord. Somebody shout how great thou art. Who in the world's thinking about sinning when you learn all of this? It's like, and i got to pay this dude back. It's like, Think about when you get to heaven and, you know, you get your little crowns for soul winning and you get your little crown for all that other stuff. Right, so you got your crowns and you sit up there all, look at me, I got crowns, I'm in heaven, I got crowns. And then Jesus walked down the aisle. Oh, man. <laughs> Here, Jesus, you know I wouldn't have had none of this because how am I going to keep this? You the one. Here, man, you the man, you the man. How are you going to be anything without him? And that's why I don't understand why don't we hear Jesus when, when, when people preach and when we turn on television. What? what who are we without Jesus? <laughs> I just realized, who am I? Who am I? Who are you without Jesus? Where do you go without him? What do you do without him? What? Who are you? How are you going to brag? How are you going to even judge somebody? Because you are only who you are because of Jesus. So how are you going to look at somebody else and judge them because they are going to be who they are because of Jesus? Amen. Dude, that's, that's some good stuff. You can go to Antarctica and back on that. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so we, 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 we're, we're moving on. So people are, really people are deceived into thinking that what Jesus did for us is not enough. That's a huge deception. I hear people saying all the time, yeah, I see what you're saying about Jesus, but what they just did is the but means zero out. You know, somebody comes to you and say, I love you, I appreciate you, but forget about everything that they just said. Now you're going to get the truth. Let me show you a scripture I found uh, today, Second Corinthians chapter 11. I'm thinking, can people really be that deceived? Why are you so concerned about that? Second Corinthians 11, verses 2 through 4. People have been deceived that Jesus is not enough. And so what happens? You got to pray more. You got to do more. You're always trying to add something to Jesus. He is. He is. He's not only enough. He's more than enough. He's enough. He's enough. Jesus is enough. I mean, just the realization that hit me like, whoa! Every time I try to base what God has given me as a gift on what I do, it's self-righteous. I do not want to stand before my Lord as a self-righteous Christian. It's just self-righteous. Everything we do is self-righteous. If we don't do it knowing that Jesus is the one that makes a difference for our lives. 
I, I looked at this, and, and the fact is, is it true that people are, are deceived and they're thinking that Jesus is not in love? Well, look at the verse 2 through 4. He says, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Verse 3. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Isn't this simple what I'm talking to you about tonight? Verse 4. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. Wow. So he's concerned about deception going on where this Jesus is concerned. I mean, he made it very pretty plain, very pretty plain there. So, Here's the question. What do we as Christians do when we sin? And here's the answer right here. My little children, these things I write unto you, that you sin not. He says, I don't want you to sin because sin is a nasty little thing that messes your life up. So I write unto you that I don't want you to sin. He says, and if any man sin, and that's what we want to know. We want to know what to do if we do sin. We just, you just told us not to. But if we make a decision to, and hopefully those decisions will become fewer and fewer and fewer. But if you make a decision to sin, he says, and if any man sin, here's what you do. We have an advocate with the Father. Watch this. Jesus Christ the righteous. Now I said, now Lord, I don't know if I got what I need to do. He says, did you not see that? If any man sins, here's what he does. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Oh, I said, I got it. So if any man sins, immediately he is to remind himself that Jesus is his righteousness. That Jesus is his righteousness. So you make a decision to sin, and you know what happens after that. Condemnation wants to come in. You ain't righteous. You ain't this. He said, immediately remember, Jesus is my righteousness. He didn't even say for you to say you're righteous. He said, remember, Jesus is your righteousness. Remember that that sin did not infect Jesus' righteousness. And so you're righteous by Jesus Christ. He keeps saying, remind yourself that Jesus is your right. If you sin as a Christian, remind yourself that Jesus is your righteousness. Your key to not sinning is to one day be completely and totally convinced, I am the righteousness of God. And then the decision to sin is going to get fewer and fewer because you're going to want to do right because you believe you're the righteousness of God. Your identity will then determine your behavior. What religious people are doing today, they're trying to modify their behavior without accepting their identity. Okay, they really don't believe they're the righteousness of God, but through willpower, they're trying to change how they behave. You're not going to be successful. The only way you're going to change how you behave is when you start accepting your identity. I have been made righteous by faith in Jesus Christ. So if you should sin, remind yourself, Jesus is my righteousness, and I'm the righteousness of God by faith. Jesus is my righteousness, and I'm the See, you, you don't hurry get to doing that, then the condemnation will come in and say, you ain't righteous, look at you. And now you'll go into self-righteousness because now you're going to start judging your righteousness based on what you do and what you don't do. That's self-righteousness instead of judging your righteousness based on what God has already done for you. 
Are you getting this? Look at verse 2. He said, uh, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only. This is what blew my mind. But also for the sins of the whole world. He says if the whole world, if sinners would even start recognizing this, if the sinner would start recognizing and accept the righteousness of God, everything that Jesus did, he did for the whole world. He did for everybody to benefit from. But only those who accept it, and only you. See, if you if you if you ignore what I'm teaching you tonight, and in the midst of you making a decision to sin, you you just don't do what I tell you to do, then you're going to open yourself for condemnation. And you know what happens when condemnation comes in? More sin comes in. Condemn, more sin. Condemn, more sin. And you, you have, you'll find that you have fallen from grace, and now you're falling back into performance, back into self-effort, back into self-righteousness, and you're going to start judging your whole life as a Christian based on what you do and what you don't do. That's strong, man. Look at Proverbs 24, 16. Verse 16. For a just man falleth seven times and rises up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. So he says a just, even, even a righteous man falleth, but you've got to know how to get up. Here's how you get up. You get up based on who you are. I'm the righteousness of God. So you keep assuming that you're just going to keep sinning. God knows the way out. But you've got to trust him, and you've got to absorb with confidence that you have been made righteous. Amen? Second yeah. Corinthians chapter 3, 9. I'm excited. I, I pray that, that our music team writes music on all of the sermons that I preach. All of the sermons. Because, you know, here's what's happening here. I can hardly teach this stuff without wanting to just stop and worship God. And I think the next level for this church is, is moving us into worship. I can hardly preach this. The more I preach, all I want to do is worship God for what I'm preaching. It's like, who wants to talk anymore? I want to worship Jesus. <laughs> and then when, that, when that worship hits this atmosphere and you just start worshiping God over these things that he's done, we don't all have to be in bondage to songs that don't say nothing. These songs you guys sung tonight, these are great songs that... And, and, I, and I love that they sing it with their flavor. They're singing about the grace of God with their flavor. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with it. As long as you're preaching this grace and this liberty and this freedom, that people can be free when they hear what Jesus has done, that we, we sing Jesus, we preach Jesus, we talk Jesus, we testify Jesus, even when you get to shout, Jesus, 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 I don't care. This is as long as, this is as, long as Jesus is being magnified, okay? All right? Okay, look at this, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 9. For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, that's what the law was. Condemnation, that's what the law does. It condemns you. It brings you into self, uh, really it brings you into self-condemnation as well. We'll see in a moment. But it brings you into uh, self-righteousness and, and self, self-effort. He says, if the ministration of condemnation was glorious, what was glorious about the, the, the Ten Commandments? It did exactly what God tended to do. It was designed to bring death and separate you from yourself <laughs> until you say, Lord, I needed a Savior. It did, did the job. He said, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. And that's what I'm expecting in our lives. Amen? All right, let's move on. 
I hope I'm not going too fast, but I, w- I want to get somewhere. People are deceived. We, we talked about that. Let's see. Oh. Stop then, as a result of the scriptures we looked at, stop then pointing a finger at self-righteousness and start seeing the perfect righteousness that we've received by faith. Every time something that Jesus gave you and you say, I got to do this, I got to do that in order to get it, or I didn't do this enough in order to keep it, you keep pointing a finger at self-righteousness. I say you holy, and now you're saying, oh, but what I did last night, you said righteous. I say you're sanctified, you say, yeah, but I hadn't prayed enough, you're self-righteous. Jesus was made for you righteousness, and you say, well, I didn't do right yesterday, you're self-righteous. Quit pointing a finger at self-righteousness, trying to justify what you can't justify. Jesus has already justified it, Amen. So, again, Christians don't fall out of Christ. They fall in Christ. So when you're a Christian and you somebody says, well, I, 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 I fail, you fail right into Christ. You fail right into grace. And grace has already lifted you up, picked you up, okay? So there's no condemnation for those who are in Jesus. What you get when you got saved is the gift of no condemnation. Say, thank you, Lord. For the gift of no condemnation. No condemnation. No condemnation. Now listen to me. Condemnation kills. When you allow yourself to walk in condemnation, you know what you know what it means to condemn a building? You're saying that building is a is not fit to be used. And you know you say the same thing when you fall in the sand and you say, I'm not fit to be used. God don't want to have nothing to do with me. There is no condemnation when you're in Jesus. Now, I want to show you something that's pretty fascinating stuff. First John chapter 3 and verse 20. Pretty fascinating stuff here. This is pretty fascinating stuff. The next few minutes is, is going to be a little pretty mind-blowing, but in an awesome kind of way, in a radical, awesome kind of way. All right. He says, for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. That used to scare scare some people. God knows all things. You better be glad he knows all things because he knows how to fix all things concerning you. (laughs) Amen? For if our heart condemn us. Now, uh, I want to show you something in St. John 8, verse 32, and then verse 36. St. John 8, 32, 36. I don't want you to get down at the fact that, well, you know, I hear what you're saying, Brother Dollar, but, I'll, you know, I'll go three months and I'm free from this thing, and then it comes back, and, and I'm not quite sure what to do about it. Well, verse 32 says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What is the truth? It's the truth about grace, isn't it? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you. Isn't that amazing? He says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The Bible says in John 1.17 that grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth are synonymous terms. They are the same. You can't touch grace without touching truth. You can't touch, touch truth without touching grace. Watch what I do. And you shall know grace, and this grace shall make you free. You'll know grace, and this grace will make you free. Look at verse 36. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, that's grace, Jesus. Jesus is the one that's going to make you free. I tell you, 
Jesus. Can you trust Jesus to make you free? You know what? The next time you fall into something or maybe you've gotten into some type of addictive behavior, listen to this. Open your mouth up and say, Jesus, thank you for setting me free. Or sometimes you might go and say, Jesus, I need help in this area. I can't do this by myself. Sometimes that's the first step. Jesus, I need help in this area. I can't do this by myself. I've tried to keep my temper good, but my, I keep losing my temper. Jesus, I need help in this. Help me, Jesus. And then you start trusting Jesus to help you with your temper. You start trusting Jesus. I mean, if you're, if you're you know, an addict uh, with substance or porn or whatever, Jesus, I need your help here. Because three months ago I said I'm going to do this, and here I am again. Jesus, I need See, before you said I ain't going to do this, and you thought your willpower, willpower, willpower. And then time went by and you did it again. That's when you need to admit I need a Savior. Jesus, I need you to help me with this. I am trusting you to deliver me from this. And then every time the thought comes or the temptation, Father, I thank you that Jesus is my deliverer. And he says, if the Son therefore shall make you free, watch this, you shall be free indeed. You shall be free indeed. Jesus is the one that's going to make you free. And you just got to trust that Jesus is going to make you free. Somehow, I don't know the intricate details, but Jesus knows how to get right down there where the root is because he knows everything about you. And he knows how to deal with that very root of the thing and set you free from it. And you're so busy focusing in on Jesus and how much he loves you, you wake up after a year and you think, dear God, that hadn't been a problem in a whole year. My. You know, sometimes the Lord has to whisper to you, do, do you realize you've been set free from that? You're like, ooh. See, because what God does, he does things secretly and quietly. Hallelujah. Healed my back once like that. He said, you notice your back ain't hurt? I'm like, oh, yeah, Jesus, thank you. When you do that, I did it secretly and quietly. I believe right now that God is doing something secretly and quietly in your life right now. And if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And he made you free, praise the Lord. Say, I'm free. Say it again, I'm free. Say it again, I'm free. Now let's go back to First John chapter three. First John chapter three, verse. Uh, let's let's start at nineteen and read nineteen through twenty-one. Nineteen, twenty-one. You you should be like a a, a big gallon of jug. It's just just filling up, just filling up, just filling up, just filling up, just kind of filling up. I'm trying to overdose you a little bit, and I don't want to see what happens if you kind of get just overdose with it. I overdose me. Okay, I'm gonna over, I'm gonna put it in now. All right. Look at verse 19. And there and hereby we know that we are of the truth. We are of grace. We are of the truth. And shall assure our hearts before him. We know we are of this truth. We know we are of this grace. And we shall assure our hearts before him. Verse 20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and he knows all things. Verse 21. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not then have we confidence towards God. So if my heart is not condemning me, well, first of all, the question is, who's condemning you? Is it the devil? That, that's not what he said, right? Now, to reinforce what I taught today, I want you to get something. Sinning doesn't make you a sinner. A sin nature, it's sin nature that makes you a sinner. You were born with the nature of sin. Now, when you got born again, praise God, you got a new nature. 
So quit saying, I'm a sinner saved by grace. You were saved by grace, and because you were saved by grace, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Now, in today's offer, Jesus plus nothing, I explained that when you got saved, you got a new nature, God's nature. Now, I'm not justifying sin because sin destroys lives, but the word of God is clear. Sin can't change your new nature. You are right with God because of what Jesus did, and sin can't undo what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Now, if you can stand to hear some more good news, stick around. I'll be right back. Jesus Plus Nothing is one of Creflo Dollar's most popular teachings to date. So don't miss out on this limited-time offer. Call Creflo Dollar Ministries or visit us online to secure this three-message collection today. Discover why your new nature and new identity in Christ makes you right with God forever. Take a moment to reflect on the world around you. Violence is on the rise. Destruction, despair around each turn. Families are being ripped apart. Children lost to drugs. People from all walks of life are hurting. And souls across the globe are lost. There's one thing that can make the difference. God's grace. But without your help, for many, it will be too late. Creflo Dollar has received a vision to help cover the globe with God's grace. He is personally asking you to join this crucial mission called the 2020 Vision Partnership. With your help, burdens will be lifted and chains of bondage, shame, and guilt broken. Your faithful commitment of less than $1 a day, $5 a week, $20 a month will reach a billion souls in this generation. A small seed can do so much. Your support of the Changing Your World broadcast will spread the message of grace, bring hope to battered women, children in need, and so much more. Imagine what he can do in your life with your seed today. As Creflo Dollar's way of saying thank you, you will receive a special partner kit with a certificate signifying your partnership, a monthly letter of encouragement directly from Pastor Dollar's desk, a monthly inspirational CD or MP3, coaching from Creflo Dollar, personalized confessions. You will also receive exclusive product discounts only made available to 2020 Vision Partners, all absolutely free. Join the mission. Help Creflo and Taffy Dollar reach a billion souls around the globe. Become a 2020 Vision Partner. Call today. We received a testimony from a viewer in Ohio that blessed us so much. I just, just have to share it with you on the air. She writes, through the revelation of grace that you teach, I was completely freed from a 34-year addiction to alcohol. I was born again at 17 and raised in a church that stressed self-effort and works. The harder I tried to live a righteous life, the more I stumbled and fell into addictions. But when I heard that God loved me through grace, no matter what I did or didn't do, I finally understood that it is finished. I've been alcohol-free for 18 months, and never again will I be caught up in legalistic teachings. May God give the glory for this testimony. I praise God. Folks, I dream about grace explosions taking place in the lives of people everywhere. So if this gospel is impacting your life, take a moment to visit our website and post your testimony online as well. Thank you so much for watching today, and I'll see you next time right here on the Changing Your World broadcast. 
If you're looking for a church home and want to stay connected to Creflo Dollar Ministries, join us at a World Changers Fellowship Church in your area. Visit us online at CreflodollarMinistries.org to locate the World Changers congregation nearest you. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Your love and financial support make it possible for this broadcast to be seen and heard in multiple languages on six different continents. Thank you for partnering with the Word Network and helping us take the gospel around the world. This month, in return for your generous gift of $77, we'll send you this beautiful leather-bound journal with the Word Network logo embossed on the cover and this elegant pen with a rhinestone crown. Use these gifts to record your prayers and thoughts as a daily diary. Take notes in church or school or use it to remember important dates and times. Your keepsake journal will be a lasting reminder of your desire to help the Word Network and our efforts to bring hope and healing to a hurting world. Call now and your journal and pen will be rushed to you immediately. Our phone number is 855-730-WORD. That's 855-730-9673. Write us at Word Network Church, 2733 West 10 Mile Road, Southfield, Michigan, 48075. Or simply go online to thewordnetwork.org and click the Donate button. Mark 6.15 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And by working together, we are doing just that. Somebody's going to help me. 
I was so glad. But he and my father talked outside the car for a while, and my dad finally told me, he said, I told him you're my cousin, and he promised to let us go if I would let him have sex with you, so you're going to just have to do it because otherwise we're going to end up going to jail. Well, thank God the police officer got a call on his radio, and I got out of that one. A couple times I tried to tell relatives in the family, but they all said they didn't believe me because they didn't want to get involved. One time my mother went to the hospital and I wrote my father a long letter telling him how dirty all this made me feel and how many baths I took a day trying to get rid of the feeling and took all the courage that I could possibly muster to write him a letter asking him to stop. And he worked nights, so he got home around midnight. And man, he came in my room ranting and raving and so mad. And so I ended up just out of fear apologizing to him and telling him I should have never written the letter. So I guess when I finally tried to reach out to enough people, it became obvious nobody was going to help me. The police weren't going to help me. Relatives weren't going to help me. I couldn't talk him out of it. I just finally settled in and thought, I'm going to survive. One of the things I remember that was probably one of the most disgusting to me was when I got old enough to learn how to drive, my father would take me out every Sunday afternoon for a driving lesson. And of all the ridiculous places to take me to do what he was going to do to me was he took me to a graveyard. And that's where he'd have sex with me in the car. And if anyone came around, then we'd have to get out of the car and pretend like we were looking at graves and sick, 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 sick. He worked nights as a truck mechanic, and so I was at school most of the time during the day, and I only had to deal with him on the weekends, but I tell you, I hated summers. Couldn't wait to go back to school. Lots of mornings he'd come and wake me up. Throw me under the covers. Actually, my father didn't just have a problem with me. He had problems with lots of women that he had relationships with, and it was really sad. I'm happy to say that God gave me 100% forgiveness. It took some time, but I was able to do it. And I had forgiven him, but I had not totally forgiven that when God, years ago, to bring my mom and dad to St. Louis from where they lived in southeast Missouri and move them close to our home and take care of them until they died. And I thought, you have got to be kidding I mean, at first, I just God. No loving God would ask me to do that. Because you see, I, they were in a place where I only had to deal with them a couple times a year. Go by on holidays, throw a little money at it, and try to keep it off my mind. God said they're sick. I'm like, what did they ever do for me? And, and you know all he said? You're breathing. They came together and gave me a life. And, but I, by then, I had enough experience to know when God was dealing with me, and I also know that God never tells us to do anything if it's not going to work out for our good. I want you to remember that. God will never tell you to do anything if it's not going to work out for your good. When you shared your testimony, it, it's very easy to hear the fact that feeling of isolation and abandonment is very important. So 
how were you able to work through that and not have those abandonment feelings just continue throughout your life and all your different relationships? Well, one thing is for sure, you know, anybody that's being mistreated, whether it's a battered wife, um, a spouse who's been unfaithful, parents who didn't love you properly or for whatever gave you the feeling they didn't want you. There are even people who who have been adopted that feel that way. They don't understand. They don't they don't have the knowledge of of why their birth parents didn't keep them. You know, even they can go through a lot of stuff. One of the things that's so beautiful with God is he is God of all comfort. And so it's really a supernatural thing that kind of goes beyond your brain. When you enter a relationship with God, he begins to comfort you in your life. The important thing is to have your mind renewed. I mean, you really do, no matter what God wants to do for you, you have to learn how to think differently. And I really want to make sure that, that all of you get that. No matter what God wants to do for you, you have to learn to think One and two t- tells us that, that God's got a good plan for our life, but we will never experience that good plan unless our mind and attitude are completely renewed by the Word of God. So, uh, all of those feelings, and just study the word, spend time with God. You know, it's not so much having a formula of what you do, it's about giving God the time. If you don't do anything but sit in a room and cry and say, God, I need you. It's still very valuable because I think we honor God with that time, that regular time with him. And then different things happen at different times. You know, you you pray, you study, you sing, you cry, you think. But spending time with God is very important. And as you study the word and you spend time with God, little by little, from glory to glory, gradually, all those bad feelings will go away. Now, if you're in an abusive situation right now, then you may need to make a decision. Forgiving somebody doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stay in a position where you're being abused and battered. In that process of healing, which it definitely is a process of overcoming all those wrong feelings, sooner or later, God is going to bring you to the to the point of needing to totally forgive the people that have hurt you. And I know right off the bat that just sounds impossible, it sounds ridiculous, it sounds unfair. But the bottom line is all you can do is make a decision to do what God is asking you to do. And you start out by decision. And one of the things you do is you begin to pray for the people that have hurt you. And you don't try to get them back. You you put them in God's hands. And you don't, like, put them in God's hands, well, God will get you, but... You pray for their salvation, and you, and you do what Jesus did Where on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And so it's very important for you that you forgive. Even though it is important for the people that have hurt you, it's more important for you. Because that unforgiveness is like a poison and a bitterness in your soul. And your life will always be bitter until you get rid of that poison. When we brought my father and mother to St. Louis to live, bought them a house, took almost all the money we had saved, had to get them a car. Their car was worn out. They had to have furniture. We had to send somebody over every week to get their groceries. Every time something needed to be repaired, we had to do it. We bought all their clothes. Three years went by, and 
There didn't seem to be hardly any change in my dad. My daddy was at the point where he would try to go to church occasionally on holidays with us, and but he was still just as mean as a snake. And One Thanksgiving morning, my mother called and said, your dad would like you to come over. He wants to talk to you. She said, I don't know what's wrong with him. He's been crying for about three weeks. She said, I think I know, but you better come over. So Dave and I went over, and he looked at me, and he started crying, and he said, I just need to tell you how sorry I am for what I did to you. And um, he said, I've been wanting to say something for three years, but I just wasn't man enough. I didn't have the guts to do it. And uh, he looked at Dave and he said, you know, most men in your position would have killed me. And you've never been anything but nice to me. And um, my father, by the way, received Christ that day. We baptized him 10 days later. Amen. changed. I mean, he actually became a sweet old guy. I could actually kiss him on the cheek and not be afraid. And uh, so that was that was a big black eye for hell. Where was God in all this? Let's talk about that for a minute. I was born again when I was nine years old. I actually sneakily went to church with some relatives. When we were visiting them down in southeast Missouri, and my dad always went out to get drunk anyway, and they were having some kind of a Saturday night revival service. And how in the world I knew I needed to be saved is beyond me. I mean, my parents sent me to a Lutheran Sunday school with some neighbors a few times when I was a kid, and I, I just heard enough to have some awareness of God. And I think this is really funny, but the night that I planned to go to church, and I planned to go to get saved. That was my purpose. And I took two of my cousins with me, and I said, we're all going to go to church tonight, and we're all going to get saved. So I guess I had a little evangelist in me even back then. And the pastor didn't have an altar call that night, and I was so disappointed. But I, I guess I had some guts even then. I took my two cousins by the hand and went up to the front and looked at him, tears streaming down my face. I said, can you save me? And I remember he prayed the prayer of salvation. He was he felt so bad that he hadn't had an altar call. He prayed the prayer of salvation with us. And I mean, I definitely know that at that moment my sins were washed away. I felt like a river went through me. Not that you have to feel something, but I did. However, I didn't know anything, had no education, nobody to talk to. And I'll never forget it. The next day I cheated in a game of hide-and-go-seek. <laughs> had my head laid on the White House, my grandma's White House. And when my cousins went to hide, I couldn't resist the temptation to peek. And this is how the devil is. That moment, he said to me, you've lost your salvation. And I believed that until I was in my 20s. I prayed for my dad to die. That didn't happen. I prayed for my mother to leave him. That didn't happen. I prayed he'd leave me alone. That didn't happen. Why didn't God help me? I was praying. I was asking him. I was just innocent little kid being abused. Well, you know what? I don't have the answers to all that, but I can tell you that by faith I now understand. That's why that scripture that I shared last night about by faith we understand how the world was made. You know, I, I, I can't explain it to you in my mind, but I know that God didn't get me out of it, but he did give me the strength to go through it. And listen, I remember when I was a teenager laying in bed at night with
which was my favorite time when my dad was still at work to lay in bed when it was quiet. And in my little childish way, I would pray then, and I would think someday I'm going to do something great. Someday I'm going to do something great. I believe that God puts a seed of greatness in everyone. I believe there's more capabilities inside of you than what you can even begin to imagine. But Satan tries to diminish us. He tries to demean us and belittle us through people mistreating us. But I want you to know today that even though I was being abused and abandoned, it seemed that nobody was going to help me and that it would never end. Right in the midst of that, God had a plan. God had a plan. And I cannot explain this to you, so don't even ask me to. But for years I said, of course, I wish that I would have never been abused. But God has helped me recover. And about three years ago, I said that, but of course, I wish I wouldn't have been abused. And God stopped me, said, stop saying that. And then I, I thought about it, and I thought, <laughs> and I know this sounds crazy, but I'm glad it happened. You know why? Because I'm a better person now than I ever would have been. I don't know how to make any sense out of that, but I know that I know that I know that God has redeemed me. And he has taken what Satan meant to harm and worked it out for good. And I'm a better person than I would have been had it not happened. And you can be too. I'm stronger. I know God better. I understand people's pain. And I believe it. I believe that it's made me able to reach out to you in your pain and your need. And to tell you with all passion, God is alive. He loves you. He's got a good plan for your life. And don't you ever doubt that. Don't ever doubt that. Can you recover? You're looking at somebody who did. Amen. You're looking at the evidence. You can recover. There's no pit so deep that he can't reach down in it and lift you out. He will set your feet on a rock. He will give you a wonderful life. He will give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He will make you a tree of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And he will give you a double blessing for your farmer trouble. Come on, give God praise. to share your story and I, I hear some of those details that you share 
my heart breaks for the little girl that that you were. And I I see the woman of God that you are today and the, the healing that God has done. But I still think of all those people who are saying, but it won't work for me. Yeah. I'm I'm still in that place. I'm I'm not going to receive the healing that God gave for Joyce. God loves Joyce in a different way somehow. So, how do you bring people to that understanding that He does not respect anyone differently than another? He has that love for all of us. Well, you know, if you're watching and you're thinking what Ginger just said, well, you know, maybe for Joyce, but not for me. I mean, faith is a step. I mean, faith is a leap. It's like you know, the bottom line is, I guess, is if what you're doing right now is not working, which is probably not, you wouldn't be watching this, why not take that leap of faith and say, you know what, I do believe that God can do it for me, and I do believe that God will do it for me, and I'm going to have hope. I'm going to believe. I'm going to expect something wonderful to happen in my life, and you know, something that you can do. Even if you really can't say right now that you really 100% believe that, you don't have to be phony with God. You know, take your little tiny bit of faith to God and say, you know, I believe that you exist. Uh, I believe you care about people. I'm having a hard time understanding love. Help my unbelief. But something that you can do that will help you immensely is you can begin to confess out loud what you would like to see happen in your life as long as it agrees with the Word of God. And you can take scriptures and, and you can, like, you can confess Psalm 27:10. My mother and my father have rejected me, but God will take me up and adopt me as his own child. And one of the things that I've learned recently is even scientifically, we believe there's something in our makeup that's been proven scientifically that we believe more of what we hear ourselves say than what anybody else says to us. And so I can say to you, God loves you, and you might say, huh, well, I sure don't feel like it. But if you will start saying about 50 times a day out loud, God loves me, God loves me, God loves me, I tell you, won't be very many days, and you'll start thinking, oh, maybe he does love me. And, you know, that's a principle that I applied in my life, and it has had a lot to do with the healing that God has brought in my life because the Bible says plainly you need to call those things that be not as though they are. And as you know or anybody who partakes of much of my teaching, that's a real central theme of my teaching is that you you have to begin to speak it and you have to begin to confess it and come into agreement with God because for so many years I was just in agreement with the enemy although I was a Christian and I went to church I would say things like I'll never amount to anything my life is always going to be a mess if only I wouldn't have been abused you know the self-pitying and you you have to get to the point where you say you know what I can't do anything about what has happened to me And I say all the time, you know what, I didn't have a very good start in life, but I am going to have a good finish. And every one of you can have the same thing. No matter how you got started, today, right now, is a day of transition and change for you. Where you can say, I'm going to take that leap of faith and I'm going to believe if God will do it for anybody, that he'll do it for me. Well then... Would you pray with people so that they can begin taking those steps, not on their own strength, but in God's strength? Yes. I pray that you will understand that God loves you and that no matter what has happened to you in your life, no matter how deep of a pit you're in, God will reach down in it and lift you out, and he will make you whole. God can renew your mind through his word. He can heal your emotions. He can help you financially, physically, 
heal your body. He can give you the right friends, the right social life. God can help you, and he wants to help you. It's not going to be quick. It's not going to be easy, but it's much easier than staying in bondage. Some things will come quick. Some will come more slowly. But the thing you have to make a decision on today is I'm going to step out on this journey by faith, and I am never going to give up. Make a decision before you ever start that you're not going to give up because God will not give up on you. If you're really sincere and you really want this complete restoration and healing in your life, then I want you to agree with me in prayer today, and I believe it's going to start a brand-new journey in your life. And I might add, some of you watching probably has never even received Christ as your Savior. And so for those who have never invited Christ into your life, I'd like to first pray a short but powerful prayer of salvation, which basically means I'm going to pray a prayer, you're going to pray after me, and you're going to be inviting Jesus to come into your life. Then we're going to pray that prayer of complete healing and restoration. So let's just pray together. I'll do little short sentences, and you pray after me. Father God, I love you. Jesus, I believe in you. I need you, Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for me. I know that I'm a sinner. I'm sorry for my sins. And I ask you to forgive me. You paid for my sins. Jesus, I receive you now into my life. And I give myself to you right now. I surrender. I release my life to you. Take me just the way I am. And now you work with me and make me what you want me to be. I believe my sins have been forgiven. I believe I've been saved. I'm on my way to heaven. And I'm going to enjoy the journey. Now, God, I surrender my life for you, for you to heal me. I ask you for complete restoration and the redemption of all that's been lost in my life. I ask you to bring justice into my life for all the things that have hurt me. If I've hurt someone else, then I pray, God, that you would make that up to them and pay them back for the wrong things that I've done. Show me if there's something I can do to make it better but I can only do it through your strength. Father God, I want this healing, but I know that I cannot do it myself. So I ask you today to heal me completely, and I will work with you and not give up until the job is completely done. My dad is about to switch my Thank you for all that you have done in my life.
Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well and you. I'm lovely. We're the only two on this morning. Well, Morgan came on said that she was swapping phones and her dad was swapping phones. I guess he going to take that to work. I mean, just Oh, like he was swapping phones. Oh, okay. Huh? How you doing this morning? I'm doing, man. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing. I know, I, I know. It I know. Rain, it's raining. Oh, like it's coming down? Okay, it's coming down there. But we, it's drizzling right now, but it ain't doing nothing right now. But a little, you know, how the sky look like it's going to open up and just pour down in any minute. So that's where we are now. So I'm pretty sure we'll get ours uh, by this evening. Yeah, or noon or sometimes. Depends on how yeah. fast. But it's supposed huh? to rain the whole week. So it's supposed to rain, rain the entire week. Yeah, do with us too. Because we get right, right behind y'all. We right behind you all. Like right. a day behind. Almost a day behind. You y'all, did it rain yesterday for you all? It kind of drizzled. But it did, you had like intermittent rain, which uh-huh. y'all get. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. that's what we're getting right now. That 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 so pre-dawn pre rain. Yeah. Before the storm. The calm before the storm. The, the sizzle. Uh huh. <laughs> so you are. Uh, I'm just, you know, it just, it's remarkable that I, I'm waking up where I'm so used to it, you know, all the 40 plus years that we've been here. But uh-huh. you be on the road and it's pitch black, baby. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I'm supposed to be back in the house still asleep or just getting up or something, you But know? you know what, Arthur? If you look at the signs of the times, you know, last year we used to have the April showers that bring May flowers. Look like we're going backwards. Like March showers is going to bring April flowers and May going to be like, Hot. <laughs> just, just oh, yeah, it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. Getting, it's supposed to be, this right here is going to be March winds, right? March winds, remember? Yeah, March winds, right. But now it's, it's, now it's March flying, hours. Where they fly, they, they fly kites in, in February. Uh-huh. We're supposed to have February and March winds, but March winds, hey, God exactly. does what he wants to when he wants to. That's right. But if you think about it, you look at it like March winds, then we get showers. So the month's like uh, behind, it look like. Like we're behind on our months of getting what we're so used to, uh, the mythical perception of March winds take your hair out, April showers bring May flowers. You understand? So I'm like, now we get snow in March and and, and not December, January. Well, we got in February, but you know what I'm saying? We get the snow if everything gets pushed back <laughs> a month. So I just look at it that way. The signs of the time. Yes, God does what he want to do, what he want to do. And I thank God that he woke me up this morning. Yes, Lord. Clothed in my right mind. He didn't let me sleep too late. He woke me, woke me, woke me right on time. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm like fashionably late, but I feel good that I am late because it's better late than never because he got me. He, I'm, He's orchestrating this time for me today. <laughs> Not me. Right. <laughs> because I would I'm not late but I'm just on time. You know. Your your car is not gonna look upside your head, are they? No, the thing about it is, listen to this though. When you are like you we set our own time, like I got to have by this time or I'm gonna be late. You know, we don't know how the traffic gonna be. We don't know how nothing's gonna be out there in this world when we get out there. So we just put our mindset and say, Well if I leave at seven fifteen, I get there by eight. <laughs> 
15. I leave it at 7.30, I'm going to be late. So we, we put our own mindset that it takes us like 45 minutes to an hour, an hour 45 to get to work. So we time ourselves. But technically, we are allowing ourselves to be set up, set ourselves up with stress. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying. Because I know I get stressed out from at the house by 7.15. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm going to be late. But lo and behold, when I get to work, I'm 15 minutes early. You know what I mean? Being 45 minutes uh, away from my job because I had to lap for traffic. And um, sometimes in Atlanta, if you don't hit that, hit the time right, if you don't get your time exactly right, then you will be late. But if you hit it right, you will be smooth sailing all the way through traffic because a certain, you know, during the rush hour time, you know, you could catch a break between rush hour, you know, that you could catch a break in a, parameter, a certain parameter of time. So that's where I'm at because I'm, I think I'm in the param- the break because I'm, I'm smooth sailing right now. No hiccups yet. Let me cross my fingers. And I'm, at, and I'm almost halfway there. But um, did you open up in prayer yet, brother? Well, nobody I don't pray with, so. Uh, well, I'm, I'm here. Go on. One or two got together. Yes, that's what the Word tells us. Okay. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, Father, we come, Lord God, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We come thanking you, O God, for another opportunity to live upon the land of which you have created and to serve and to worship your holy and righteous name. Father God, we ask you to have thine own way, Lord, have Have thine own own way. Even as the acknowledger says, for we are the Father God, for Maria, Lord God, 
and, and ask you to bless her, Lord God. Hallelujah. As you have already ordained her yes, to do, Lord God. Whether it's through song or whether it's through pray, whether it's through singing, a prayer for the sick and the shut in, the bereaved, the hospitals, or whatever it is, oh Lord God. Right Let now, your speak come forth and throw before her right now, Lord God. Right now. Father God, I lift up Felicia, Lord God, that on her travel, on her commute, Lord God. Hallelujah. And that you would let your spirit minister to our heart and our heart, Lord God. That she will be touched Real. by your mighty powers. That right now, the Holy Spirit will lead and guide her throughout this life. I pray for yes. Renee, Lord God, Sherry, Louie, Mother Regina, Seven all days. those who have we know, Lord God, who normally will be on this call, but in their absence, Lord God, they're still seeking you for wisdom, knowledge, grace, and mercy, and more than that, Lord God, speak to our spirits, Lord God, speak so that we heart. may break as they have given to us right Bring now, Lord God. I lift up those, oh God, who are sick and shut in. I lift up those who are bereaved. Yes. I lift up those yes. who are lost. I yes. lift, up, lift up those who are not even confessed the name of Jesus, Lord God. For so that's the charge you have given me, Lord God. God I pray for those peace. who have not been saved and have not been saved yet. But yes. Father God, we ask you to let them confess the name of Jesus confess that they may the receive the eternal, pre- the, the eternal promises that are stored up in heaven for them, Lord God, eternal life. Lord Hallelujah. God, we just ask you to move right now, mind on the right hearts of our hearts. We ask you to bind up the tackle of the enemy and anything that will try to heal or impede us from doing your will. Even mm-hmm. on our jobs, Lord God, let them be a right peaceful environment. Let your spirit dwell in, in Jesus' the name, name and I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, you finna cut them all up, boy. You finna cut them all up. You finna capture them all. I go on I and say that. Everybody just needs to be prayed for. You know, we may not ask for but as the Spirit give you utterance, let us pray for. Let us pray know. for them. That's right. That's right. You're right, Arthur. You ain't said nothing but a word, honey. I ain't mad at you, baby. Give them all armor, Thomas. We all. And I want to step out of my lane and pray for other people ministry. <laughs> You good? Yeah, man. To lift them up. No, lift them up. Hey, that's what your that's what your spirit say. They still need. And one prayer ain't gonna go. So I'm gonna go. Um, one prayer ain't gonna do it. All prayers does it. Yeah. Hallelujah to your name. But um, yeah. Hallelujah. I mean, Erica had been on the call because she um probably um in and out of, of taking care of her business and daughter's business and all of this stuff, trying to get her her stuff together and going through the storms of of every everybody got a storm. Yeah, that's storm, yeah, whether it's in the workplace or a ch- yeah, challenge, yeah. What is it? Well, what was her feet is anchor, she's good. You know what I mean? And I pray for the anchoring of her feet that's 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 planted because you know once people start to attack, once you start to feel the presence and favor of God in your life, the enemy is gonna come. And I told my son yesterday when we taking him to work, I said, you know what? I said every day you come home with a story of somebody trying to attack you and your character, and how you do things. They see the God in you. And people see and if management see it, the, the people that are around you will see it and become green. I said, so therefore, you still have to walk, regardless of the atmosphere, because the devil going to come in any shape, form, or fashion, friends or foe, it's going to come. And you got to still be a child of God and not let that deter you from doing what you're supposed to do. Because people got people got to be just that mean and cruel and try to find every fault in you that you do because who who you are or who you are. So you keep pressing on and not worry about the what the naysayers say because the naysayers gonna be just what they're doing saying nay for the rest of their life. 
until they try to take a cross and fall into. I said, because, and I said, for well, one thing, I said, they're going to the enemy going to be attacking you because of me too, because of me, because of me. So be be prepared to fight, or be prepared to get to pray and give it to God. Because if I'm praying and giving it to God, and you ain't praying, then that's the opening opening window to get to me through you. So get yourself together, and because the enemy's gonna come and gonna try to fight you just like it was trying to fight me. So you be prepared, son, because every time it's a story, he come. Somebody says something to the manager about this, and he not doing this, and he not doing that. That's the fight of the enemy because they're trying to sift you as wheat. So I told him to be prepared for that. But he got to realize who he is. And I said, you can't worry about what they say. Just keep on pressing. Because if you get at them, get on your skin, then that's the enemy is winning. And you don't want that. I don't want that for you. I said, I don't want that for you. So you can throw in that whole armor. Ask God to help you put on that armor of the armor of, of of righteousness, the armor of truth, and the armor of obedience and humbleness. Because what they're trying to do is break you. Because if you know you push somebody so much, you keep pushing them. They're gonna push back. Understand what I'm saying? And they'll take that that'll take that anger from you and don't let nobody control you with that with your anger. The one who controls anger, you controls you. That's why I try to tell him, humble yourself. And have a whatever attitude because what's going to happen here? They're going to keep gnawing at you and sifting you and nitpicking, and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to lash out, and they're going to be good for you. And they're going to I know what you mean head. because he, he, uh-huh. he worked through one of the enemy came through one of my students yesterday. Uh-huh. She's a big girl. When I say she's a big girl, I'm talking about tall in statue. She got to uh-huh. stand at least six something, you know, so therefore she's definitely short, I'm taller than I am. Uh-huh. And much, much, much more, you know that she's larger than I am in stature and in body weight. And, baby, when I got to laying her out, uh, I, I had to catch myself because I was going to say something on something. I had said the word. Now, I'm oh, going to get some, some real ones, baby. I but was why? Because she was just being disrespectful or just disobedient and talking all that yay-yay. And I'm okay. asking her to be quiet. And we went on to a new schedule yesterday. Uh-huh. And, and if I change the schedule, I'm like, you need to talk to the supervisor, baby. And she just cut up and she cleaned out for points. She's one of those who's always in and out of our, our alternative schools. Let me just tell okay. you. That. But she's been okay, in there okay. four okay. times this year already. Oh, wow. So she's a handful. And her mom yeah. can't do anything with her grandparents. She sounds like my daughter. <laughs> no, oh. your daughter. Your daughter don't have the beast in her that this young lady has. Okay. And baby, when I tell you, she had got on that truck that, like Mother Regina said, that last nerve. Oh, okay. That, baby, that she, she hit one of them toothpaste nerves, baby. I took oh, wow. the to just grab her. Uh-uh. And I said, stop, uh-huh. Richardson. Stop, Richardson. You just hold it. I said, let me be quiet so I say something that I ain't got no business saying. <laughs> I'm going to lay her out. <laughs> she wants to walk the halls like she's a, an administrator or she's an adult. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And how old is she? You learn your thing. Well, I guess she's about 13, but she thinks she's oh, a Lord. bee. She's standing oh, like 63 or something like that. She's oh, a wow. girl. And you know oh, how wow. when they're bigger than the other kids are, yeah. They want to be bullies, bullies. And yeah. Then she want to yeah, bully yeah, yeah. those who are adults. 
She wants to take uh, your phone right now. She want to go in on your own. Uh, you know, put her finger all up in your face and stuff like that. Oh, baby, no, 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 no. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. All righty then. You got your hands full at school, huh? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Mm-mm, <laughs> she don't try me because she know how we'll go stupid. Okay. Okay. Well, she was. She, she tried you. She went on the test. She wanted got her feet wet this. She, well, oh, baby, but by the time when she got a Trying to teach the children 
and that be and that and, and hard knock, hard head make a soft bottom. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and, and what I did get from that is, 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 is the word is so easy to learn and study because there are so many different versions of the Bible out there to, to for the common man. There's so many versions. I mean, at one time in my life, I did not like King James, period. Thus thou, they do, thou, you know, I didn't like it. But because I, really, I didn't understand. But when I started getting into the word and going to the different, the message, the good news, the amplified study, the new application, the women's, the devotional, the women's, um, the new King James Version, the Revised Standard Edition, all these different editions, all these novels that are parallel to King James, which is the, which is the original King James, all these different versions that show myself to study, I, I have all several different facets of the Bible. I have the good news. I, I mean, you always have a, a wealth of, of for the understanding of my mind. You yeah. know, I'm renewing my mind with the word. If I read King James and I don't understand it, then I'm going to the message. I'm going to the New King James. I'm going to the Good News Bible to get a better understanding and not just giving up and say, oh, well, I don't understand that. I ain't going to try to even think about it, you know. Studying, meditating on the word of God, how it applies, how I'm applying this to my life. And I walk with him. I may not need it right now, but I may need it later for someone else, not for me. Sometimes it's for somebody else. It's for you, it's for you to give the study so you can be prepared to, 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 to pour into somebody else's life. That's the disciples. That's what we're, we're disciples, you know, disciples for Christ. You know, once we get it, give it to somebody else. Share the good news. And sometimes in our circumstances in our lives that we, we, we're moving and growing, we're learning too because we, our trials, we're learning through our trials, we're learning the marvels that we've, we've shared, the testimonies of others. We are learning how to develop, how to grow and develop with Christ, with the Christ, like-minded folks. So we can do, too can draw to him. Well, Lord, he went to him and he blessed him so, then why not me? Let me get. Let me put on the whole armor, oh God, and, and go to Him in spirit and truth, and ask for His help with an humble heart to receive what He has. Whether it's, whether it's good or bad, it may not be for you in that time that you need Him, but it's going to come eventually. And wait and trust. So that's what I got from that lesson, as far as learning, learning, learning. Open up our mind and stop being being so ridiculed, ridic- critical. Well, you know, criticizing about what you know, like you said, a student. She was just ungodly. If you stood, you stood for her toe to toe as a teacher. Wanted to educate her. Wanted to, you know, do what you call to do in your workplace. Baby, it's a challenge. And you was tested. You was tested. Oh, baby, she's too good too. He was gonna get got. She was in got got. <laughs> now, you ain't lying. But see, her guy was going to be laying on her hands, baby. I was going to do that for her. Oh, Lord. Serious. That's like, yo, putting your fingers all up in the face. You know you don't put the fingers in the face. No, no, you don't put the fingers in the face. That's that's, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. It's not even wrong. First of all, it ain't too good to stand too close to me in my face and talk that yah yah. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. It ain't too good. <laughs> I'm like, Father, <laughs> I stretch oh. my hands to be no other help I know. 
Because you finna get all over this little young lady. Did you hear today? This day. That day. <laughs> that day. But I pray for much peace for day, Lord Jesus. I can't wait God. for spring break. Yes, yes. When is your spring break this year? Baby, I get last week of this month. And it goes over to April. Yep. Oh, wow. I go back on April 6th. And oh, then I God. got a month and a half, and I'll be out of that hole. Whoa, Jesus. You know what? <laughs> I'm about the good, it's about the gladness that I feel your heart. <laughs> Just to heal my mind. Oh, yeah. Okay. You yeah. know, when you deal with a hundred different spirits and a hundred different personalities. personalities and oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Just, you know, you don't know how many you need spirits it. come on that individual. Your oh, mind yeah. needs to be healed, honey. Oh, yeah. Reset. Restore. Refresh. Renew. <laughs> All, yeah, the above, right? All the above. All of the and when you're dealing with children, there are different spirits because they come of different genealogies, different lifestyles, different everything. So you got to really be praying up for yourself as well as them be covered by the word of God and covered because you never know what their parents are. Yeah. You know, because you what your parents, parents are allow, everybody else is not going to allow. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Amen. 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 Here come the rain, Arthur. You done brought the rain, boo. You done brought the rain, baby. Amen. I thank the God. You done brought the rain. That let us know that it was going to be fruitful for us to eat. Yeah. When the ground is wet, it shall multiply. But um, but you right, Arthur. You have to sometimes you these kids have to, have to understand that you are their parents outside of the school. You are the the oh, ones who are guiding them. That ain't, that's that's no though. Look at Kelly. To them. Okay, I not said too much. <laughs> For them. No, I'm talking about to them. It's a no-no. You're no, not my mother. You sure are. No. I'm sure not. You don't tell me what to do. Because you behave like this. They got that yeah. mindset that, that you ain't my mom. You don't tell me what to do kind of mentality. That's what they do. Oh, but, you know, I, you know, and it's something. I can't wait till they become adults. Because when they become adults, they're going to see the struggle that others had to deal with when they were dealing with them. And then when they become parents, they can see all of this stuff going to come so it's back. A, it's a cycle that we all go through. <laughs> it's that cycle again. That cycle that we all going through. Well, you know, right I here. never had that mind that you want my parents. No, I didn't either. I never had that mind. My, no, I knew I had to respect those who are in authority. Yeah. My mother, but besides, my mother break me in half coming to try to disrespect somebody. I get oh, broke up in the head. I be ooh, I was bad. See, y'all got beef. My dad was we got ignorant. Oh yeah, we got beef. My dad was I'm ignorant. He was straight out ignorant. Oh my goodness, he was. <laughs> that was a man that didn't understand. Understand? Do you hear me? <laughs> he lacked understanding. Because <laughs> he wouldn't hear. He kept. He didn't care when your name was called. You did something wrong. You got it regardless. I'm going to give it to you anyway. That's why you know you won't do it anymore. And half of the time, the people be lying. Oh, oh Lord have mercy. <laughs> but he believed what the adults don't say. Say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, you got to walk the straight and narrow. You have to walk the straight and narrow. Because anybody, I told him, well, I do go to school and I say that three sides to every story. I do tell them that. And I tell them, you always have to turn to the truth. And we have to get to the truth. Right. 
you know, we have to get teachers. Because, because like I said, I was a, 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 a good teacher. They come for that paycheck just like everybody else. Only they got it, they got it. You know, they come in that day. They got good days and bad days. I'm not so much worried about the paycheck because the Lord is going to provide anyway. Okay. okay. But I want these children to have something in their heads. In their heads. Exactly. And see, they don't see that these white people, not to say all these test makers, should I say, because there are a lot of black school and authorities who do the same thing. Same thing. They're trying to keep them down. Just put it in the net because they don't want to be educated. Um, no, we all talk a good oh. talk. Yeah, I hear you. I was trying to get my books together because I'm here. Okay. Um, and, 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 they, and, and they don't want you to prosper, sweetie. No, they don't. But you don't see it, though. You don't see it. They don't see it because they ain't, they're in it. But once they get to the point where they have their own children and they see the mistakes that they made in their life, so we always have, we fucked our heads and our, and our parents corrected us the right way. But the wrong right way. I said the wrong right way. Because we had that old school method of, of, of discipline. Now they don't want to put their hands on them. Your own brother, your own children. They ain't going to fix that yeah. up. Yeah. I'm going to call 911. Okay, okay. Have a good you one. You can call it because I'll call them for you. Shoot. <laughs> but I'll write there. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, okay, yeah. I'm going to go to that point, buddy. Have a good day. I'll write there. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, God, as a Bible for your throne of grace and mercy, God, I lift up to you the sick and shedding, God. I lift them to you for the healing that they need right now in the name of Jesus, God. Some of them going through some trials right now, God, and only you know what to make them strong again. Only you know what to restore them back to the health from which they once knew. Only you, God, know what they need, what they want, and what they desire, God. So I give them to you right now in the name of Jesus. Continue to move upon them, God from heart to heart and breast to breast and heal. Heal them, God. Let them feel your presence in their lives right now, God, through the transition of healing, God. Right now, God, I speak the peace in their lives. I speak joy in their lives, God. Continue to grow them, God. Continue to grow them through their healing to want to learn, to lean, and depend on you more and more each and every day, God. Thank you, God, for letting me lift them to you once more and again because we need you each and every day, God to heal our land, to heal the, the sanctuaries in our lives so that we can, too, share the good news of your, of your mighty hand upon the side. Thank you, God, for, let, for, for letting me restore them back to you for the restoration and the strength that they need. Continue to move the mountains in their lives. Continue to cast the sickness back to the pits of hell from which it comes, the sickness and diseases, God. Continue to do what you do, when you do, and how you do it, God. It is in Jesus' name. I only submit this prayer to you, and I say amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Amen.
Yep, yep. Where are you going? I'm still here. Oh. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. I can't complain, boo. You know how I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm making the best. I'm gonna make it the best because I woke up. A mile for the south, being none. I woke up with my hands up. That was the word for Sunday. Waking up with your hands up. Okay. <laughs> I passed. Uh, we had a a pastor anniversary on Sunday, and and the, the 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 guest preacher was talking about coming out with your hands up, and uh, he spoke about um, how we have the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue is, it, it, you know, um, he spoke about the power of the tongue and how we can speak over our situations and and not tear down and and um. Yeah, he was coming from, um, I think it was from a Matthew. I think it was either Matthew. He was in Deuteronomy in one service, and he was coming from, and that was walking walking in iron shoes. Um, it was a second second service um, second service top, topic. But he was talking, he, he talked about um, how we, we, we as a people of God encourage ourselves to come out with with our hands up because the power, the, the power is in the tongue. And so we have to speak deliverance for ourselves. Because there is a new season of plenty out there in this world. We just got to speak it in the atmosphere and receive it and claim it, reach up and grab it. <laughs> so I thought that was a powerful message, you know, because you know, we do t- we can't tear down, we can't lift up, we can do anything with this tongue because it's by choice. <laughs> like everything in life is about choice. But there are consequences for our actions. So I thought it was a powerful, powerful message to come out with your hands up praising God with your tongue, with your mouth, and not tearing somebody down. Put your hands up so it was powerful too. But anyway, how you doing? <laughs> how dad and them doing? I don't hear him in the background. Still are you out and about? Hmm? They're still in the bed right now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, that's good. That's good. But um, I'm doing great. I can't complain. I I hear you got your three way at the three way going. Your three way working, hun. I hear that you're going in and out in three way now. I I hear you know came into the land of the three way calling. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> I got your message. I got your message, boo. I just didn't call you back because I was I was I was in church. Oh, exactly. I think I said rehearsal. I think I said rehearsal. Something. I got your message. I started laughing. I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did Erica tell you what she did to me though? No, what she do? Well, I, I I called I called her up and I told her, hold on hold on hold on and I called you up and you heard the message right. So then Erica goes, now nah, let's see if you can hang up without hanging up on both of us. Oh, you know what? I don't, listen here, don't feel bad because I haven't mastered that either. I don't even know how to hang it up. Because once I click that 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 off button, everybody go off. Yeah, right. I, just, I, I don't know whether you can click the I don't know if you click the start button. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you click the, the call button again, but I don't know either, honey. So don't feel bad, boo, because I hung up on everybody plenty of time. I'm like, well, I have to call you back because I can't even click back over. Okay. I have to clear my line, so I'll have to holler at you later. <laughs> don't feel bad because we're in the same boat. I said, nah, I can't click back over. I do it every time I, every time I end the call, I end everybody. Okay. I end everybody. So I love y'all. <laughs> I ain't hanging up on you. It's just, I, can't, I don't know how to do it. I ain't read no instructions. Oh, I just shoot. Oh, man. <laughs> 
Uh, so you don't feel bad, boo, because I'm in the same boat you <laughs> in. I don't know what it, what it takes to get me back to where I was. Okay. <laughs> Without holding that holding that line up, but um, I'm doing great though. That's good, Dad. That's great. good. That's good. Well, how are you doing? I'm alright. <laughs> are you really okay? Mm-hmm. I okay. went to court yesterday. That was interesting. Okay. What what, what you went to well, court I'm, for? I, Right, I'm, I'm going to be in court most of the year, so it's just a matter of what oh, I'm going to do. back and forth. <laughs> so um, this was with, regarding my tenant, and which this is kind of interesting how this worked out. Oh. So basically I got that. I was a little bit late, but they hadn't called me up, and I'm like, okay, fine. I saw her sitting on the side, and so then they called her to go up. So um, she had brought her son and her sister with her. So I'm like, okay, well, whatever. So, you know, we go before the judge, and... um. You know, I'm, I'm at this point. I'm like, you know what? Whatever, judge. Like, is there any mediating between y'all? Nope. You told I, him that. The judge asked me that. I tend to look at me. I looked at. I didn't even look at. I just kept looking at the judge. I'm like, nope. You know, it, it's too far now. I, you know, I'm. I'm. This is costing me thousands of dollars. I, it's just, just. This is just way over oh, my head. Oh, he's the one that said about the heating thing. Right, right, right. She's so make a long lady. story. So make a long story short. Um, so she wanted a trial. All right, okay, whatever. So the judge was like, um, you got an option. You got a trial a day, a trial next week, or I make a judgment now. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and you know, they're pro tenant, whatever. But I got to say, the judge was really fair. And I, I mean, she was, she was trying to explain things, make everything understandable. She's trying to be fair all across the board. And I saw that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway, she said, well, you know, you all go outside and show each other your documentation, blah, just give it woo-woo. So, of course, we went outside, and she's trying to show me this, and I'm showing her that, you know, and she's back and forth. So um, she comes to me, you know, I'm, I'm sorry it got to this point, and blah, 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 blah. You know, and if you just wanted me out of the building, you should have said, I said, that had nothing to do with it. I said, I asked you for two weeks' worth of time. It would have been dusty and dirty, That, but it was two weeks' time. That's all I asked you for. Well, it was around Thanksgiving. I said, and the bad part about it, you wasn't even home Thanksgiving. I was on the roof working. I know you wasn't home. Wow. <laughs> you know, she wow. couldn't do nothing at me. So, you know, like I said, but right now it's beyond all that now. So, anyway. And what happened was she had been looking for a place, and she had been there, but when she got served, they put an eviction on her record. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So now uh-huh. she's telling me, well, I got this eviction on my record. And I'm really looking at her like, mm-hmm, that's nice. I, you know, I, I don't really say when she finally kind of got on my nerves. I feel you, but I can't reach you. Go ahead. You know, it's like I understand. It's, I got all these city fines and stuff that I have to deal with. So I understand what you're talking about, you know. I didn't really say what I wanted to say. Yeah, I know what you wanted to say. Look here, damn it. I mean, I'm going to Woo! Okay, go ahead. That would have been a nice version. Okay, okay. So, That's what I just said. It would have been a nice version. Okay. Okay. So I just kind of, so anyway, so when we got before the judge, so she said she wanted a trial, so the judge asked me for my um, five What's notes. the trial for? Just to take out the eviction? I, you know, just a trial. This, this, is, this is your process. This is okay. due process of law. That's all it is. So, so, the judge so therefore, asked, it is keep, it's keeping her prolonged in the apartment or what? Well, this, this, this again, this is just the judicial process. That's 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 how they go. So but, she, no, what I'm saying to you is she, she got eviction notice. Well, no, right. She got she got, she got the um, 30, well, 30 days. 
No, you do the five day notice what she got, then she got served by the by the uh, police. But so now that is, that brings okay. you to court. Okay. Okay. So then once you once you evicted, once you got her evicted, you got seven days to be vacated the premises. Well, no, no, no. You got to go before the judge, and the judge makes a decision about whether or not you become evicted or not. So that's where we were at. We were at in front of the judge. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So the judge has so the judge has to look ba- pretty much what it boils down to. The judge is looking from a from the landlord perspective. Did you file all your stuff in proper proper legal manner? That's basically all the judge is looking at. Oh, okay. okay. Now on the tenant side, okay, what's your defense? Because they're literally a pro-tenant, you know. But yeah. on my side, you have to do everything according to the law. Oh, okay. That that's basically how the process works. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so, um, so anyway, so I showed her my five-day notice to the judge, and so she's looking at it and going, okay, okay, okay. So she said, the ten- tenant says she never got it, and I just looked straight ahead. You were there when the police came, right? Wait a minute. No, that was when she got served. You get the five-day notice first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, because that was the other thing the tenant told me. So you let the policeman in. Well, yeah, I happened to be at the building shoveling snow. I said, come on in, sir. Okay. <laughs> so she said she never got the five-day notice, and I just looked ahead. And so uh-huh. then... The lawyer, I'm the judge, asked me, did you serve it? I said, no, I didn't serve it. I said, my, my man, who served? I said, my management lady. And so the judge was like, well, okay, well, then we're going to have to have another trial because the person is not here who served. I said, okay. I'm like, I'm at whatever needs to happen, just let me know. Did so you we can serve have- her, though? So, but this is what happened. So now she started talking to the judge because she can't move because there's an eviction on her record. And I'm the okay. judge is like, well, there's nothing I can do until this case is over with. Well, it's I can't. It's not on her record yet. It's not on her record yet. It's not filed, right? No, no, it is on her record. And when oh, she wow. got served, it immediately came on her record. And so the judge is trying to tell her until this is over with, whether you win or not, it's going to stay there. Wow. And I, you know, I look, and so she was blaming the judge, like, no, he did not put this on your record. This is part of how the system works. Oh wow! So she's she's in a quandary now, and so I I really don't know how I can. She in her feelings. So she so she she trying to move. She can't move. She da da, and she looking at me, and I'm like, you know, I'm just really looking. I got that blank Farley stare on you, like that's not. My I know, point. whatever. I can't help you. I see, you, but I can't reach you. You stir the pot. I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna put the lid on it. Okay. So the judge. Wow. Is- yeah, so the judge is looking like, and so anyway, I don't know what the judge says. So I said, well, excuse me, Your Honor. I'm like, but what you trying to say, this, you know, she, if she, this will remove this from her record. It's just like if you all come to an agreement and um, this is, this, you all come to agreement, this can be sealed. So we go out in the hall and we talk. And I'm like, you know, she's like, I'm sorry I came to this point. I said, you know, whatever at this point in time. Now she's sorry. Right, right, right. Cause she, 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 uh-huh. I, she can't move. I look, look. I said, no. I look. I got my problems. You got your problems. I said, tell you what. You can have a couple of weeks. I said, we got to come back to court. Whatever. Have a couple. Well, I can't move. Can I get to May first? I said, I give you thirty days. I want to get with nothing. I'm sorry. I give you thirty days. So she went and out. I still want rent. 
The, I went right because the judge asked me. I said, I said it's not about money. I just want because I want this. I want her out of my hair. I want this over with. She's costing me money every time I turn around. I want to go. She ain't nowhere in the little money she owe me compared to the amount of money I got to spend. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it, it ain't even so. Her, that little little it it, she, it okay. she can't she can't do nothing right now. I got I got thousands of dollars I got to spend now because of her and her silliness. Oh, you had to get that bill up up, 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 up the car now. Yeah, I, I get, they're coming at me for the back porch. They're coming at me yeah. for this. Now and you got to expect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, complaint. Um, I got one complaint about eat. Right. And I think all this was for two weeks' worth of time. Mm. So I'm looking at her. I said, tell you what, I'll give you 30 days. I so we went there and the oh, judge, you know, I talked to the <laughs> judge, whatever. Phil. You know what I just said? <laughs> no, nah, I hear what you just said. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I gave you 30 days. So the judge went back in there and said, well, this will say I give it 30 days. So this is what it boiled down to. Said, and I asked the judge, I just want to make sure this is going to seal her record so now she'll be able to move. She said, yes. It'll be, when will it be sealed? It'll be sealed as of today. So bottom line, judge wrote it down for her. She was real nice. She was real fair and nice and explained and make sure we both understood. Mm-hmm. It gets sealed today, so it will not show up. You got 30 days to move by April 8th. You better be out of it. If you're not out by April 8th, he can come back and reopen this, and then not only come after you, you won't, you won't have a trial. You won't have anything, and he can sue you for your money, for the money that he owes, that you owe. Uh, uh, okay. And so she actually was thankful. She was uh. real and you know they all were speaking to me after that because you know I they had to live mean mugs and you know but bottom line little look lady you know, she just I said Miss Bradford I wish you well I, I I'm sorry got to this point too. I wish you well but you know this this is just where you gotta at. go you gotta go you no know, so she go. she got what she wants she be able to move because she said she had a spot but but she tell me but you let the policeman in yeah okay and. <laughs> You said you're going to get cut. You're going to cut somebody don't get cut back? Come on now. Where did you do that? <laughs> you hey. know I'm late today, right? You know I'm late today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put in the driveway right now. <laughs> but that's good, though. You know, sometimes it takes somebody to humble, to humble, to humble you. Because she yeah. was strong. She sure got humbled real fast, didn't she? Yeah, I, I, real I'm, fast. I'm glad it's over, and I afterwards I like to say thank you, Lord. You know, I and like I said, my prayer. I like I was even talking to my electrician. Like, you know, I I'm beyond being mad at it's past that now, and I, God's gonna give me the money well, I need to get my pay, and God's gonna give her say, and and, and it's, we go and we both his children. That's right. That's right. We both his children, and unfortunately, it had to get. To, it didn't have to get to court, but that's what. But it got resolved. I ain't mad at you. Hey, it's all good. You know, we both his children, and you know, yeah. I'ma love you with the love of God. Wait a minute, like the friend conversation yesterday. I'ma love you with the love of God from a distance. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's what you do. That's what you do, and that's how we do it. Hey, well, I ain't I gotta mad go at in this, in this, I gotta go in this, in this job, Lord Jesus, hold my mule. <laughs> uh, y'all have a good, you have a good day. All right, babe. And I, all right, babe. All right, bye. Bye. All right. I guess I need to take this vitamin. Well, I don't know who's on, who's not on. I guess I can go ahead and do my list. 
But I gotta go back downtown today. What is this? Pray for Trey Mathis and Ariel Singford. Her bush is going to the gun to the bush, did the Gombrakas to go say to the Gandan to go say to the Gandan to go say to the Gandan. Her brand did the go, she hair, she the Gombroco, she did the go say to the Gasa to go sir. Her brush is going to say she the Garand did the go Sara. Neander Moss. Her shinned the bush, she did the Gorobakas to go say to the Gandan to go say to the Gandras to go say. Raheem Powell. For a bush to go see here at Grombraca, should go see, should go around the coche. For a brush to go see, should go around Broca, should go see, should go around Broca, should go see, should go around Broca, should go around Broca, should go around Broca, should go around Broca, Maria Bird Sheeran. For a brand to go see the gun, Rasul go see, should go around Broca, should go see. For a shed to go see, 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 to go April Moors. For a sugar, 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 go send the Russian go send the For a brush, go say, she'd run to go say, she'd run to go say, she'd 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 go Morgan Farley. Broker Rashid Gosset, here did a gas and Rasid Gosset, Shane did a gas and Randra Gosset, Hashid Gos Randros, she'll go send Rasa, Gandan, the Gosset, the Ganda, she'll go send the Ander Gosset, Shiraka, yeah, Shiraka. Kier Shaw. Rumba Koshi Gosset, the Ander Gosset, the Ganda, for Rokshi Gosset, the Garando Gosset, the Ganda, for Brando Gosset, the Ganda, Shirogosa, Shiraka. Capri Lacour. For a shit of 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 a rumbrock, she'll go send her of a shit. For a brother, go she'll go under, she'll go send her of she'll go under. For a rather go she'll go under, she'll go sir, she'll go sir. Precious Shanice and Tisa. For a brush, she'll go see the grand rush, she'll go say she'll rumble for a sir. For us, she'll go say she'll unroll, she'll go say 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 she'll go Free Lacour, Kiara Shaw, Victor. From Brochure to Gosset, she's a Robochure to Gosset. From Brochure to Gosset, she's a Rombrocochet, she's a Gosset. For Robochure to Gosset, she's a Rombrocochet, she's a Rombrocochet. For Adaka, Shakra. Brianna Logi, she's a Dunder Gosset, the Grand Rogoshi, the Grand Rochure Gosset. For a Brochure to Gosset, she's a Rombrocochet, she's a Brianna Logic, 
The Mo family, whom brought it, go say, did it go say, did go say, did go say, did go say, for a brand go say, did go say, did go say, did go say, did go The Tolan family, whom Shekos, she go say, 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 for a baka, Shakara. Big Jim, whom broke us, she go say, she go rumbo, go say, the Krasara Kada, whom broke us, she go rada, Shakara. Miss Henderson, Shendel goes to the gun, Rasta goes to the gun, Rasta goes to the gun. Larry Ben. Mia Jones and the Wilder family. Who rushed to go to the Ganda? 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 Felicia and Cynthia's dad. Who rushed to go to the Ganda? Who rushed to go to the Ganda? Dorothy and Arthur Richardson. Shandra to go to the Gandra, go to the Gandra, go to the Gandaka. Horror Pashu position of Rambrakashu position of Rambaka. Horror Kashir position of Rambrakashu position of Rakata. For a letter to share the state of Rasa, Shakara. Angie Sharita's family. Horror Bashu goes to the Gandra, Koshu Gandra, Shurgosa. From Al Bailey, whom brought the negotiated under the and across the Gambra, or Rumbra Gosher Gondranda Gosher Grandra Gosher Ganda. Rambra <laughs> Russia go say she'll grumble, Cosa, 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 Russia go say she'll grumble, Cos
Uh, the people from the meeting, I was at the lady outside the church. I was at my tennis lady, Lori Mister, Samane, Jillian, and Janine Haley, Dave Rivera, Summer Ladd, Veronica Jackson, Spring Alexander, Reggie Moore's father, Jerry Wade Jr., Georgie Cotton, Lisa Jones, Rob Dublay, Sherry Michael Drake, Lady in Parker Lot, Kavon Carter, and family, Senior Sam McKinney, Elizabeth Jamil, and Kenzie Anderson, Jesse Patriciano, Gloria Daniels, and Dixon. Rambrando City refuge. Rambra should go say, 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 People, my gift in class. Rambra go say, Rambra go say, Rambra go say, Rambra go say, Rambra should go say, Rambra should go say, Rambra should go say, CFF for Bush to go to the Andro Sirokorambra Kosaraganda, for Rashiriko Sidi Rukurumbra, Krasha Gosaraganda, for Kashiriko Sishi Rambrakran to Gosaraganda, for Ashiraka Sirokosa, Krasa Gosashi Radaka, for Serka Radakosaraka, Shakara. Regional Foster, for Bush to go to the Grand Rogoshi Grand Rashi Gosay, for Rambrosh to go to the Rukurumbra Kradakosay, for Abrasa, Shakara. Joyce Mason, Alex Thompson, Elliot, and Chris Foster. Maria Mathis, or Andre <laughs> Jonathan Dunlap, who brushed the gossip, did 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 Sidi Villana, Hombrokra, did go say, did go say, Shakara. Mama Gina, Hombrosi, did go say, did go Sanda, Shakara. Nay Carson, Dorokurinaganaka, Shakara. 
wajine horobashi kosi ganda koromba kosi kosi ganda shakra rose hospital no community shindona gonde 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 gosa shakra marking charles second shimbrosha kosi dede kosi dede kosa shakra Pastor Mar Brosh to go said to go said to go sada shakra. And myself, hold Robarada Goshidaganda Goshidaganda shakra. Got the Mon Holly and the KACF organization, Denise and Terry, Sam McNair, Barbara Carson family, Mike Stravison, Dietrich, Jerry, Barbara Salter, Barbara Salter's cousin, Louis and Sherry, Bishop Yarbo, Erica Carlos Smith, Corey and Dennis, Mark Gully, Gerard Jenkins, Margie and Charles Sr., Gene Alvin, the Platt Academy, Don Smith, Jeff and Natasha Ferguson, Guy in the Subway, Cheryl Vaughn, and Phyllis Jan and Law. Brochure go say that 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 go say go say that go say go say go say that 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 go say I couldn't hear what you said. I heard a bunch of background noise. All right. What else we got left to do? Miss um, Decent Hospice. She did sick and shut in. I can say um, congregation, churches, missionaries, prisoners. Pray for prisoners. Shimbro should go sit and Doroko should have grown broker should go say. Robber should go say, Dedo Grombrocker should have grown broker should go say. Rambraco should go say, Dedo Grander go say, Shiro Grossa. Robberco should go say, Shiro Rambraco Sacasa, Shiro Gosset, Shiro Gossa. Robberco should go say, Shiro Rambocosa, Shakara. Missionary Sumbroco should go say, Shiro Rambrocosa. Robber should go say, Shiro Rambroco should go say, Shiro Gossa. Congregation churches and broker for a shirko silicon brochure go say, Hombroco silico Prisoners abuse and addiction. Shall Rombroco, shall go say, shall Rombaca, or a shirko say, shall Rombroco, shall go say, shall go say, or a bacco, shirko shaker, or shirko circosa, shall go circa, or a dish to go say, Dugo circa, shakara. Deceased in hospice, shall Rombroche go say, Rombroca, shall go say, shall go rande, shall go say, shadeco, shakara. I think there's everybody deceased in hospice. Prisoners, missionaries, abuse and addiction. So, Brandon Gosset and Okrombraka and Gosheta Granda, Shilgosendra Gosera Kursa, or Baka Shakara. Yep, I think that's everybody.
Alright, let a couple of songs play and then we see see what happens after that.
All right, all right, all right. Horrible, <laughs> Horanadoko <laughs> Yes, Father. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Horaba se kirel kumbaka. Horay se kase de kumbaka sanda. Horomboko se kandrande kose de kandande kose. Yes, Lord. Aprombo se ha. Yes, Father. Yarombo Horombo <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Rambokoro de Shiriko Sanda. Shindiriko say, Yes, yes, Father. I praise your name, more. I trodoko say, I glorify you, Holy Spirit. Shindiriko Sarandoko say, Aha, Rambo, did it at the Kumbusa Rakanda. Aha, Randi did the Kofrandiko said, did it at the Kandako Sanda. Aha, Rambo, Rambo, Rumbrum, Rondi,
Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes. Okay, we're going to let this song play, then we're going to get into the reading. Dividing the word. Okay, yeah, we're going to have to take this one a little bit of time because he's getting deep in depth. The present earth. The six days' work is described in Genesis 1 3 through 31 is not a description of how God made the original earth, but how he restored it from its formless and void condition to its present state. 
He began by reversing the process he took to make it uninhabitable. He said, let there be light, Genesis 1, 2 through 5. The light was not sunlight that did not appear until the fourth day. It was doubtless electric light, the incandescence of which dispelled the gloom and generated enough heat to melt the icy cover of the earth and form water. Thus the earth passed out of the night of its history into the morning of his resurrection day. The second day's work was the readjustment of the atmosphere to the needs of the present earth, Genesis 1, 6-8. It is worthy to note that God does not say of this day's work that it was good, as he did of the work of the other days. This may not be without significance, for we read in Ephesians 2 and 2 of the powers of the air over whom Satan is the prince. It may have been that as soon as the atmosphere of the earth again became habitable, the powers of evil swarmed into it. Mm. Ephesians 6 and 12. Hmm. Man, let me get my Bible. I want to see that. My Bible down here. Um, I'm going to stop because I want to go get my Bible. I want to check that out. Okay, I'll go upstairs. God created heaven and earth. Earth was without form and void and darkness upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the night, night from the darkness. And God called the light of the day, and darkness he called the night, and even in the morning was the first day. So, okay, so on the first day he said that it was good. And then God said there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and divide the waters from the waters. God made the firmament and divided the waters which are under the firmament from the waters, which firmament above the waters, and was so. And God called the firmament in heaven, and even in the morning was the second day. And God said the waters under heaven be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the water gathering together waters called seas, and God saw that it was good. 
Okay, so I'm losing my days here. So I know the first day he said it was good when he brought about light. <coughs> that it was good. Okay. So God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the earth building seed, and the fruit tree, some kind of seeds upon the summer sun. Earth yield forth fruit, seed up his kind of tree, yield the field. That just kind of saw that it was good. Hmm. And even the morning was the third day. So on the third day, he said it was good. Hmm. It'd be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day and the night. There'd be signs of the season, the days and years. Let's firmly have a good light upon the earth and with sun. God made two great lights, great lights to rule the day, less light to rule the night. He made the stars also. It's firmly have a good light upon the earth and rule the night. Died like darkness. God saw that it was good. Even in the morning, the fourth day. So now we're on the fifth day. Found, but firmly, God created wells when we Christian brought it forth, but now the kind we found that it was good. God bless him, saying, be fruitful, multiplying, even more on the fifth day. Fourth looking crowd, the kind of kind of God made the beast of earth, the kind of kind of the kind, everything. And that it was good, yeah. He is saying that it's good after every day, but that second day was the second or the third day. Great male and female, bless them, when you finally have money from the first And everything was very good. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Never paid that any attention. So uh, every other day, he said that it was good. He said on the first, the earth was without form and void. Darkness upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light. It was good. It was good. God divided light from the darkness. That was the first day, but on the second day, he said, let the God said, let it be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, divide the waters which is under the firmament from the waters, which above the firmament was so. And God called the firmament of heaven, and even the second morning was the second day. He does not say it was good. And God said, the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place, dry land appearing was so. God called the dry land earth, and earth gathering the waters, called the seas, and God saw that it was good. What well, I mean? Okay. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. I'm going to start this back over again. It says the six days work is described in Genesis 1, 3 through 31. is not a description of how God made the original earth, but how he restored it from the formless and void condition. It was in the present state. He began by reversing the process he took to make it uninhabitable. He said, let there be light, Genesis 1, 2 through 5. The light was not sunlight that did not appear until the fourth day. It was doubtless the electric light, the incandescence of which dispelled the gloom and generated enough heat to melt the icy covering of the earth and form water. Thus the earth passed out of the night of its history into the morning of its resurrection day. The second day's work was a readjustment of the atmosphere to the needs of the present earth, Genesis 1, 6 through 8. It is worthy to know that God does not say this day's work that it was good, as he did of the work of the other days. 
This may not be without significance, for as we read in Ephesians 2 and 2 of the powers of the air, over whom Satan is a prince, it may have been, it may have been that as soon as the atmosphere of the earth again became habitable, the powers of evil swarmed into it, Ephesians 6 and 12. The work of the third day was twofold, the emergence of the land from the sea and the reappearance of the vegetable life, Genesis 1, 9 through 13. This was not a new creation, but a resurrection. The earth rises up from its watery grave, and seeds and the roots of the plants and herbs and trees that were in the earth spring into life as they do in the spring of the year after winter it's over. This reveals the fact that the pre-adamant earth was clothed with verdure and covered with plants and trees like those of the present earth. The work of the fourth day was the reappearance of the sun and moon and the stars, Genesis 1, 14-19. They were not created on the fourth day. They had shone on the pre-adamant earth, but the cloudy atmosphere of the restored earth hid them from view until the fourth day when the clouds broke away and permitted them to shine on the earth. And from that time, they were appointed to mark the days, months, and years of the present work, earth. The work of the fifth day was the creation of fish and fowl, Genesis 1, 20 through 23. Here's the first time we come across the word create. Oh, wow. Now we're going to have to go back into this again. Here's the first time we come across the word create. Since we read the original creation of the earth in verse 1, this shows that all animal life was destroyed in the catastrophe that overtook the pre-adamant earth. The fish and the fowl that were created on the fifth day were the same that we have today. The fossils remain of huge marine animals and gigantic birds belong to the pre-adamant earth. The creative work of the sixth day was twofold, that of land animals and of man. These land animals were doubtless the same kind as we have today. The fact that they were created. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. Mm. Wow, this book is getting deep. <coughs> mm. Now, I'm going to have to get back into that again to see. Okay. After the land animals, we dollars the same kinds we have today. The fact that they were created after their kind, which is five times repeated, shows that they will not evolve from one common species, that all the different species of animal were created separately is proven from the fact that when species are crossed, the offspring are sterile. Wow, and that is true. The crossing of the jackass and the mare is the mule, and the mule is a hybrid and is sterile. If the evolutionary theory of development of animals and vegetable life was true, we should expect to find evidence to that effect in fossils remain of the end intermediate links, and we should also see that the evolutionary process at work now whereby higher orders of animal and plant life are coming into being. But we see nothing of the kind. Animal and plant life exist today in the same form that existed in the knowledge of man. The birds build their nests and raise their young as they always did. The beaver builds his dams, and the bee constructs his honeycomb as they have always done. Man alone has the faculty of improving his mode of construction. This is seen in the development of farming instruments from the crude plow and winnowing fan to the complex plow, plow and cultivator and the combined reaper and thresher. But here we can trace the various implements, but here we can trace the various steps by the obsolete specimens of farming implements. This is not true in the animal and vegetable kingdoms, but they will find no intermediary links. If the evolutionary theory is correct, it should apply to man as well as animals, and we should see by the crossing of the best of the specimens of the human race the evolution of a superman, but the history of the race disproves this. 
that man was created, bars, bara, a man shows that he was not descended from an ape. Man was made in the image of God and not in the image of an ape, and was not formed from a brute of the dust of the earth. While Adam and Eve were both were not both fashioned in the same way, Eve being built from a rib taken out of Adam, Genesis 2, 21 through 23, they were not evolved from some lower creature, but both are direct creations of God, male and female, created he them, Genesis 1, 2, and 27. On the seventh day of the restoration week, God rested, Genesis 2, 2 through 3. He rested because his work was finished. That is the only justifiable reason for resting. He rested because his work was not only finished but was good. There could be no reflection on it, but when God's perfect work was marred by sin, by the fallen man, his Sabbath rest was broken, and he had to resume work for the purpose of the redemption of the man that he might become a new creation in Christ Jesus, Second Corinthians 5 and 17. Okay. Well, we're going to go back through that again. So we already went through this again. And through scriptures, talk, and he, it shows, again, how um I've never paid any attention to that. God said that it was good on every day but the second day. And I was just reading that, and he said, led to the fact that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He says that it was good and divided the light from the darkness. And I never even put the fact that the... Now, on that, he said, the light from the dark. He said, there was, earth was our form of void, darkness was in the face of the deep, and Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And even from that fact, because he's right, in, um, in the 15th, in the 14th verse, God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. So now, even there, you're talking about two separate lights. Wow, it's just amazing how all this stuff can just, you read it, but then, but it's only by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Wow. <clears throat> so God did not call a second day good. He said, God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which are under the firmament from the waters which are above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament in heaven, and even in the morning was the second day, and he did not say it was good. Mm. Wow. Mm. Okay. So now he's going on my the next thing he was talking about was the creation. Now he's coming in here. He's talking about. The God does not his work was good. That's we talked about the second day. The third day was twofold. Okay. So we're going to the third day. So he said the first day was good. The second day was good. And God called the firm in heaven even this morning was the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. Let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together the waters called his seas. And God saw that it was good. So wait a minute now. God called the firmament heaven in the evening and the morning was the second day. And God said, the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place. Let the dry land appear. He didn't, he didn't create it. He said, let it appear. So it means it already had to be there. Mm. And God called the dry land earth and gathered together the waters called these seas. And God saw that it was good. So now on the third day, he's saying it's good again. 
Now let the earth bring forth grass, herb yielding seed, and a tree fruit yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself, and upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, herb yielding seed after his kind, tree yielding fruit, uh, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning was the third day. So that was on the third day. So on the fourth day, he goes into the lights. The two great lights, greater light to rule the day, less light to rule the night. From the heaven, get them upon the earth. So it was good. Nemo said, Now the water brings forth abundantly creatures will have life and may fall upon the earth. God, okay. Wow, and here it goes. Wow. And he's right. On the only on the twenty first verse do we see created. I'm going to, and I've been reading through this. So now he's come I'm gonna start on the seventeen. God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and divide the light from the darkness. God saw it was good. And even in the morning was the fourth day, and God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly moving creatures that have life, and fowl that may fly upon the earth in the in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. It said, wow. He's right. He said, God created. That's the first time he said he created. Everything else he just brought back. Wow. God bless him, saying, be fruitful, multiply, fill the waters and the seas. Wow. Wow. This book is getting deep. The work of the third day was twofold. The emergence of the land from the sea reappears of the blood of resurrection. The earth rises up from this water grave, and the seeds and roots of the plants are herbs and trees, and when earth springs into life, they do in the spring of the year after the winter is over. This reveals the fact that the pre-adamant earth was closed with verdure and covered with plants and trees like those of the present earth. The work of the fourth day was the reappearance of the sun and moon and stars. They were not created on the fourth day, right? It did not say anything about creation until later on. And then he goes on, the work of the fifth day was the creation of the fish and fowls. And I just read that. Genesis 1, 20 through 23. Here's the first time we come across the word create. Since we read of the original creation of the earth in verse 1. This shows that all animal life was destroyed in a catastrophe that overtook the pre-adamant earth. The fish and fowl that were created on the fifth day were the same that we have today. Wow. Mm. These land animals are doubtless the same kinds we have today. The fact that they were created after their kind. And it says it's repeated five times so they would not evolve from one common species. Wow. Mm. Mm. This is woof. And then he's getting into after that he's talking about they're not evolution because if it was evolution then you'd have cross cross species like you do the mule because even when they do it in um. And a lot of the seeds, and like in a water, in the seedless watermelon, and the different things, they they don't have seeds to be able to reproduce. So even in plant life, um, and there's something else, they they're not able to reproduce. 
So now that shows you something about cloning that they're doing. Even matter of fact, even in cloning, and they're, they're not. It's something about the cloning because they're, they're cloning animals and stuff. And ooh, it's just scary. <laughs> wow, I never. Wow. Says the beaver builds his dams and the bee constructs his honeycomb as they have always done. Man alone has the faculty of improving his mode of construction. This is seen in the development of farming instruments from the crude plow and the winnowing fan to the complex plow and cultivator and the combined reaper and thresher. So what are you saying, everybody, to, to, to the theories of evolution? And, you know, if that was the case, the way that these animals do things, they would be doing them differently. But so, since they were created in the, not the pre-adamant earth, but the, with, from where we're at now, they are still doing things the same exact way. And then last but not least, that man was created. A man shows that he was not a descendant from an ape. Man was made in the image of God, not in the image of an ape, and not formed from the brood of the dust of the earth, while Adam and Eve were not both fashioned in the same way, Eve being built from a rib taken out of Adam. It's coming from Genesis 2. So let's get into that now. Twenty-one through twenty-three. Okay. Well, first, he okay. I gotta go back up. God saw everything He made, and bold was good. And even in the morning was the sixth day. Thus, the heavens and earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God ended His work which He had made, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in He had rested from all His work where God created and made. Okay, so now he's coming into man. Okay. In verse, um, I'm going to just start here. These are the generations in the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon earth and there was not a man to till the ground. So man had not yet been created. Okay. When God said it is finished, man had not yet been created. The earth in itself was basically just, it was like I say, it was like a, a terrarium. Water came up at night, went down in the morning. That's how things got watered. But there went up from the midst of the earth and watered the whole face of the earth. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, the other book we already talked about, how we got a soul, spirit, and body. God breathed his spirit into us. And now here we go. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward to Eden, and there he put in the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, and the tree of life also missed the garden, and the tree of knowledge and good and evil. And the river went out of Eden and was to the water of the garden, and went from his body. Okay, I'm trying to get to where. But bottom line, okay, so it's, it's, that's when we were created. After he finished that, and then he's come to where well, I'm trying to, okay, here it is. And Lord God called sleep, deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man made he woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now a bone of my bones, a flesh of my flesh, and she should be called woman because she was taken out of man. And again, even if we're talking about evolution, and that's the point, then we always got one less rib than a woman. So that process would have even changed because we would have evolved to something else. 
So this, I'm going to just stop it there because this gives you a whole lot to chew on. A whole lot. By the time we get done with these two books. Mm. Very interesting. Very, very interesting, Jackie. Ah, so, so, so. Jackie, one more thing. That's Jackie, Can, Jackie Chan cartoon, in case y'all didn't know. Jackie, one more thing. Okay, y'all don't like my jokes? I don't care. Then let the song play and we can take prayer requests.
Well, taking prayer requests. Anybody got any prayer requests? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Alrighty, somebody got lucky. I checked my phone. I'm going to pray for... Arisia. Ah, Father, I want to lift up Erica. Hmm. In the midst, Father. In the midst, Lord. In the midst of the storm, in the midst of the struggle. In the midst of Yaboko Rambaka, in the midst of the blessing. Hmm. In the midst of the blessing, Father. Now notice, Lord, you had me say, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the struggle. Then you said, in the midst of the blessing. That means we've got to change our focus. We've got to keep our focus fixed upon you so that we can see the blessing. Because if we don't keep our focus on you, Lord, we will not only not see the blessing, we will get overtaken by the storm. Mm. So, Father God, right now, Father, open up her heart to receive that which you want her to have, Father. Keep her gaze fixed upon you, Father, so she can continuously walk in the fullness of who you're calling her to be, Lord. Cause a stirring and a shaking to go forth, Father. As the anointing of God keeps her covered, the love of God keeps her covered, the peace of God keeps her covered. Lord. Holy Spirit should bless her. Bless her, Lord. Bless her, bless her, bless her. Bless her. So she can continue to press on, Lord, to do the things you're calling her to do, Father. Strengthen, anoint, protect all that is needed, Lord. All that is needed. All that is needed, Lord. Run the Shiloko Sandrasi de Shirokumbraka, Horombroshi, the Sedako Romboko Sande, Handarako Sarasiko Sanda. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shinrombro Sidake said, De Shirokumbroko Sandarako Sedakosa. As you continue, Horombrodiko Sidako Sandros, the Gosaranda Kash, the Gose, Horombradiko Sedako Sandrasiko Sedako Romboko. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father God, let her walk in the peace that you have for her to walk in, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 All 
All right, anybody else want a prayer request? Let's check my phone again, which I'll muted people and stuff. What's today, Tuesday? I'm hungry. All right, Father God, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Continue to cause the stern to go forth, Lord. Ramboko, as your word goes forth, I give you the praise and the glory, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, man. All righty. Well, I'm going to bid you all au revoir, and I'll talk to you all in the morning. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.